Rapfest Radio on rapfestradio.com. We're, we're not number one. God is. We may not be the best, but our purpose is to lead you to the best. Jesus Christ. www.rapfestradio.com. Old school to new school. Classics to exclusives. Gospel, hip hop, music, and videos. Live video interviews Monday nights at 8 p.m. Monday nights at 8 p.m. Watch. Watch. Learn. Learn. Love. Love. Support. Support. Rapfest Radio on RapfestRadio.com. 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 Best we can. D minus seek me, the track can tell me. Get back to the old me. I said for show him and show him and flip my flow like Shinobi. Been catching flat like a goalie. Like where you at, Tony? Show me. So here I come. Been off the map, but now I'm back on my yogi. And boy, I'm still spitting them hard facts. Working hard with no hard hats. No dick suits, no steel toes. Still ripping hard with them art tacks. Reflection is the label. Flood is more than just a label. It's a custom scene to conduct. I watch it like it's cable. Can you see me? Can you see me? I'm trapped up like a TV. Coming through, my crew was with me and we're standing up like 3D. Got no packs of money, stacks are still. I'm cool, somebody freeze me. Miss some goals, and still I'm winning. Ball feeling like I'm breezy. Got my word, cause that's my script. Ain't got no herb, I got my click. Ain't got no fame, ain't got no chain, but that's okay, cause I'm legit. And I ain't Drake, I'm not Kanye, but I'ma give you what I spit. You can take a shove and hate it, love it, won't hurt me a bit. When I come through with my team, you know who my crew is. REP and RMG, that's been on my unit. Been off for a minute, but I'm back and going stupid. Catch me in my bag, yeah, homie, I'ma do this. Watch me get back on my grizzly. Get back on my grizzly. Watch me get back on my grizzly. Get back on my grizzly. Watch me get back on my grizzly. Get back on my grizzly. Watch me get back on my grizzly. Get back on my grizzly. Man, I heard them out there reckless talking about me slacking. We need more rapping, entertainment, man, they want more snapping. You better not believe that. This mic got pledged no allegiance. Might get crossed over or turn around to on me. I'm attacking the defense. Nobody else. Me, bro, this sis. Won't be intimidated, frustrated. In and out my click. You see two pads, two faces. Wanna eat, got two plates. Nine, say be go, child. Obey the Lord is my true faith. I put that work in back home. Raise consciousness of my children. Till they know the Lord and know they black when Derek keep the truth in and how I get a job in IT. No degree, I don't qualify. No rap trap can ever grasp the God alone. I magnify. You never hear another verse from me. Ain't got to question who I champion. It's the undefeated God in my confession. I took his call as serious. Jones should be a samurai. On guard within the faith, I left the funny stuff to dragonfly. Come through with Jones. my team. You know who my crew is. REP and RMG. That's been on my unit. Been off for a minute, but I'm back and going stupid. Catch me in my bag, yeah, homie, I'ma do this Watch me get back on my grizzly Get back on my grizzly Watch me get back on my grizzly Get back on my grizzly Watch me get back on my grizzly Get back on my grizzly Watch me get back on my grizzly Get back on my grizzly Okay, time better get that grind I come out like a follow us to get a reclass So you better get talking Better get the flavor trucking Wanna better kill the fans of the fire The working is indeed the need to seek the brother They need to redeem and free the hearts of people It's similar to a steeple It's been over the church And he works to put the sin rap And he's in the ground for the limelight now Let's just get the cry high now Make it worldwide now Make it money now It's toast to the crypt, I'm now And a brother got the heart for the fucker like Whoa, he got a soul in him But no shoestrings Can't hold him down, he need two chains So bump whatever they don't Stole his red wide, but it need two lanes 
humble beast Call me Braille, you gotta feel me though And I'm on my grizzly, don't make me get on my Memphis flow Got no hate for these busters, I still pray for these hustlers Them shells come out, them AKs flipping like Gabby Douglas On this track, I'm Eddie Murphy, I'm finna, I'm finna act a donkey They got banana clips, need school, so I'm finna, I'm finna act a monkey Bought this John Deere to cut the grass in my garden I see snakes like everywhere, where hearts is cold as polar bears Now I'm back on my grizzly You're listening to Rapfest Radio on RapfestRadio.com. Yo, welcome, welcome to Rapfest Radio, RapfestRadio.com. We are here live tonight. We have Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries. They've been hanging out with us here for a little while, just chilling. He's got many scats in there, bro. Still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you relax. You want some? You want a soda no, no, or something? No, no, no. Sure. Ready to go. Yeah, we have uh, <laughs> Pastor Jose Cruz and Pastor Jesus Goico here uh, representing Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries today. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have we have a lot of stuff that we can talk about. You know, for a lot of people may not know what Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries is. I encourage you, if you're watching right now, please log on to the chat room. If you have any questions throughout the course of the night, that's where you want to put them, you know, to make sure we could address your questions and hopefully give you a good answer tonight. If not, we'll make sure we get back to you with an answer. Uh, if you want to text it to us, you can send it to 805-RAPFEST. That's 805-727-3378. Or tweet us and email us, you, you know, Google us, whatever, you'll find it. Yeah. Yo, we're excited to have these guys here, man. Powerful man. Uh, men of God here in the Boogie Down Bronx. Pastor Jose Cruz and Jesus Goico in the building. So I'll let you guys introduce yourselves individually <clears throat> again to our people. Amen. And then we'll take it from there, man. Uh, God bless you guys. Pastor Jose Cruz, I'm senior pastor in New Birth, New York Church here in the Bronx. And uh, yeah, that's it. Pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, I'm Pastor Jesus Goico, youth pastor at Van Ness Assembly of God. You guys know where it's at, right on Rhinelander Avenue. Huh. <laughs> they don't know where it's at. They're well, not in New York. It's, it's a big, I mean, it's a small brick red church. You can't miss it, right it's on the, the corner. 755 Rylander Avenue. And where are you guys at? New Birth, New York? Well, we actually just relocated to a community center, um, the Mary Mitchell Community Center, which is on, uh, oh my God, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just know how to get there, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually on Mapes Avenue. Um, I forgot the number address right now. I'm on right. the spot. So. Mapes between? Yeah, Mapes between. It's we'll right that. on 178 we'll and Mapes Street, um, right off of Tremont Avenue. So we just got there probably a week ago. So uh, we're waiting to see what God will do in this new community. All right, man, that's awesome, man. Um, 
Again, Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries is a ministry that's comprised of many ministries yep. in the tri-state area. And, you know, that, that's what we want to discuss today. You know, we want to let you guys know about the Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries, what it's about, and also how you can get involved. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yes. All three guys that you see here are involved heavily with Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries. So I'm going to let you guys do most of the talking today. I'm going to interject and cause stop. problems happening. <laughs> and again, I see that it's the last yeah. one. <laughs> to the right. You came in last. Uh, so, uh, what do you want to talk about? Urban Kingdom? Or what, is, what are we doing? Um, Urban Kingdom pretty much is, uh, you know, it's a network. It's a network of leaders um, across, you know, across the borough, uh, across the city of New York, actually. Um, there's, there's, um, there's one in Queens in Brooklyn. Um, well, there's one in Brooklyn, there's one here in the Bronx, and I believe they started one in Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Staten Amazing. Island starts Staten today, Island. too. Oh, okay, Staten Island started up today as well. So, um, basically, it's just a network of, of leaders from different churches that come together and, and, and just work together to, uh, you know, help bless, um, our, our, you know, this generation of young people, um, help expand God's kingdom as best possible, and help equip leaders with, you know, whatever. And how does that happen? Um, well, it, it happens through through the networking process. You know, it's it's about coming together. Uh, when you come together, and in, in, especially in an urban leader uh, urban leaders network meeting, the goal is always that you're able to connect with other youth pastors. You're able to connect with other ministries that are doing different things across the city, across the borough, and through that, you gain resources. You get resources. You get you develop relationships that, in turn, then you know help you in your ministry to be able to provide, you know, uh, whether it's curriculums, whether it's speakers, whether it's artists, whatever it is, um, you know, that you're looking for in order to expand your program or expand, you know, uh, your vision for your youth ministry. Right. Um, all of that, you know, you can find all of that within the Urban, um, Urban Kingdom Network uh, meetings if, you know, if you nice. attend, you know. Why, why was this put together? I'll what was the idea to put Gee. together this urban kingdom thing? Amen. Well, that thing. Gee. Ministry. <laughs> Amen. Well, one of the reasons why we came together is because we realized in the heart that no one youth ministry can reach a whole bunch of teenagers within our city alone. Just in the Bronx alone, there's, one, there's about 1.3 million people that live within the Bronx. So if, so if you're a youth group, it's hard to try to reach 1.3 million people, which half of that consists of youth and young adults. So when Urban Kingdom came together, it was just a, a bunch of youth ministries and, and youth groups coming together for one cause, to try to see this urban generation reach and then win them for the cause of Christ. Amen. What is your definition of urban? when referring to Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries? I believe it's inner city, pretty much. It's, it's inner city ministry. It's, you know, it's ghetto. It's, you know, it's 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 where it's at. You know what right. I mean? Um, you know, and I, I don't think it's limited to that. Right. You know I was just going to say. It's, I, not, it's definitely not limited. No, no, it's definitely not limited. I mean, to the point that right now, um, it's stretching out to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. They they take a spinoff of you could say of Urban Kingdom, and they have a group called United. So it's a network that they created over there. Um, you know, um, there's another Urban Kingdom's going out to Chicago. Yeah, um, nice. it's in New Jersey. Uh, again, it just started in Staten Island, and so it's it's really going beyond the. Um, 
denominations going beyond the color of the skin going beyond you know uh what particular borough because again uh the kingdom of god is not just you know Puerto Ricans, it's not just yeah. you know, American. Not. <laughs> Although I think Jesus got a little swag of Spanish, yeah. but um, yeah. uh, it's definitely it definitely goes beyond that. And I think you know, for me, coming alongside these gentlemen uh, over the last you know two years, you know, noticing that it's not just about the resources and how they can make the the event or program better, but how they make it effective. Right. And you know, one the heart of the team over the last like six months has definitely gone more towards understanding that we're not just trying to do these meetings just so you can have resources, just so you can have money, just so you can get the next best artist, just so you can do the next best thing. But we want to make sure that we're actually praying together. We're actually, you know, looking out for one another. We're holding each other accountable. We're creating you know these opportunities for us to fellowship and that when we do meet sometimes it's not always just about well what went wrong at your last service you know but we're like how what's going on and, but that does occur no it, it occurs because that's part of it but we don't make that the only thing we talk about okay because it, again it's helpful to talk about those things but you know it's also important to make sure that we understand that we're not just becoming event driven it's not just you know activity driven it's, it's not, not a big just, group of event planners right yeah. exactly so these are for any pastors you know it, it started out with youth pastors um, and then in the last two years last year that I've been a part of it the goal has been even more so to just reach out more to the pastors because it's a more of of a way to get that support and backing it's not just youth pastors you know doing things um, behind their pastor's back. You know, it's not that right. these pastors are trying to create something outside of their church, but it's so that pastors understand, look, there is a, a union person <clears throat> and, and a, a unity that is creating amongst leaders so that we are effectively reaching young people in, across the city. With that in mind of, you know, your goal basically is helping them to reach you know, within the urban community. What's the greatest challenge you feel churches face as youth pastors, young adult pastors, even pastors within the church? What's the greatest challenge that they face to reach these urban communities? And how are you helping to overcome these challenges? Um, I think when, um, when Urban Kingdom started, um, that's why it was called Urban Kingdom, it started with, it started small. It started with the small churches. It started with the churches that didn't have the resources, right. um, like the Christ Tabernacle, like you know. So it it was birthed out of a desire to be able to put the resources into those yeah. churches and those youth groups' hands mm -hmm. um, for them to be able to function and be part of something that was greater than just what they saw, you know. Um, and uh, I think one of the biggest issues you find, or I mean, you probably still find it was um, just being able to think outside the walls of the church, you know, as to what was going on outside of that. It was there, and I, I think that's, that's just something that happens across the board in, in, in a lot of ministries, at least a lot of ministries that I deal with and, and youth pastors that I get to counsel, is that, you know, is, is breaking free of that mindset of, you know, I, I function within this bubble, and, right. and you know, that's what I see. And then when you outgrow the bubble, you don't know what to do. You, you know, you get frustrated, you get, 
So Urban Kingdom um, pretty much just came in to just empower those those youth pastors um, and just help them, you know, to establish that vision, to dream outside the box, to, to believe for something greater, you know, um, and, and not only that, but that you would have a support behind you, you know, you would have a name, you'd have this movement coming behind you to help catapult your ministry to the next level, nice. you know, um, and I think that was the real heart of it, you know, from the beginning. And it started with the smaller churches. Um, I, I mean, we, we haven't mentioned a real important part, which was Danny Sanabria, who is the founder of Urban Kingdom. Danny um, Sanabria from God Belongs yeah, in My City. God Belongs yeah. in My City, and um, also, uh, you know, well, you know, the founder of Urban Kingdom. <laughs> so, and and he, of course, would be, you know, the the you know the brains behind everything in terms of what's happening. Um, we, you know, the team here will oversees the Bronx branch but uh for the most part that was his heart at the very beginning was you know um, coming from a hispanic church in the inner city that didn't always have all the resources and you know he, you know he, he just started to dream he had a vision he had a passion he went out there with it and i mean look what god did with him so um it's just it's just uh, a testimony as to what god can do if you believe and you move in faith and you have a God-breathed vision inside of you that you can just come out and manifest, yeah. and, uh, and 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 just just see what God what God will do, you know. How right. effective have you guys been? So, oh, well, I was just gonna itself. I was just gonna say as far as specific things where you know that's the general, but to get even more specific, you know the the things that I've heard of and seen happen have been where you know local ministries wanted to create uh, one one church in Lower East Side wanted to create a. A retreat and they wanted they needed a curriculum for their um, for their retreat and they wanted to make sure that they had something that was going to be effective tangible and on point for their their youth so through the network we were able to connect them with uh, someone who was able uh, it was a pastor I believe who was able to sit down with the youth leaders from that church and find out what they wanted find out what the what the message was what the purpose of this event was mm -hmm. and they were able to create you know this whole uh, curriculum per se for this this ministry and for that event there's other cases where local ministries have wanted to you know put, uh, create t-shirts maybe to give out to their youth for free or to give out into the community and so stuff like that resources particularly like that has helped um, but now this the is, other I'm just interject this isn't just like you know come to urban kingdom with a laundry list of oh, things you want of course of course of course right i'm just i'm just showing at least some of the examples yeah. of some things uh, but which i was going to get to next one of the things that we do is um urban kingdom and god belongs in my city and american bible society has the program called the acts leadership training and so within the the leadership and new leaders that come on board who have never really um gotten had any uh training formal training or education and directing them how to reach the urban community this acts leadership training program is set for a 13-week course basically or 13 weeks of different courses covering different ways and uh different uh, uh i guess you want to say classes that will really help you understand the community help you understand the purpose of your ministry help you understand how to create or or put out, cast a vision, help you uh, understand how to work with others, how to fellowship so with others. So, so there are other tangible programs that it's not just we're meeting and we'll talk and then, all right, we'll call you back and we give you this resource. But now we also have something like a program 
where it's a set amount of time where people can actually sit down and learn over time and, and apply that, learn how to apply it directly. So what with Axe, like what do you do? You fly in a bunch of people from out of town to give these classes? No, Axe's consist of, of actual pastors and youth leaders within the city that has really made a difference as far as in their ministries and reaching out into the urban community and and, and like for instance the um the Derussos, you know they came out and then they taught the classes and they have a, a great ministry out in Christ Tab which used to be called Youth Explosion but now the name has been changed to Misfits but um you're talking about a quality guy like Adam Derusso who at one time started in a on a fire escape with six youth and have grown to about four or five hundred that if right. you go on a Friday night you're, you're know, standing outside you're standing online outside trying to get think, in. You yeah. think you're going to a club, you know, um also um Jeremy Doreal, you know, who's who's also another gifted um pastor that has just made strides and um as far as going into the school with twenty twenty vision with mentoring programs and, and just really reaching into the schools and, and really trying to change a generation from from that aspect from the inside of the education system. The list goes on and on. So it's not just like we're flying somebody in from California or we're flying somebody in from Atlanta or Texas. These are homegrown guys that have put blood, sweat and tears in ministry started you know from the call from the ground up and actually built something mm. which which they have something to show for it yeah. and, and how god has used them so what i'm saying is that if you come into an acts program you're being taught you're being mentored and you're being trained by good quality guys that know what you feel how you feel because you know they started from where you're at you know, and some of them are still involved right where you're at. Involved. It's not like they're retired and, right, right, right. you know, just like this worked for me 20 years ago. These guys are active ministers right. and, and pastors. So we've established that Urban Kingdom is a network. Uh, there are resources available. The leadership is all homegrown. It's not a curriculum that was purchased online from right, right. Zimbabwe or something like that. <laughs> and you're incorporating. So... There may be some youth leaders, and oh, let's let's talk about that too because I know we kind of quickly <coughs> went right through it. But it says Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries, but it's not just for youth. Mm-hmm. You know, there there because the name could be misleading, and somebody could be sitting right there like that would have sounded good if it was for young adults, or that would have been good if it was for senior pastors. Is it for them? And what resources are available at each level? Um, I guess um, yeah. <laughs> I guess I can answer that. Um, I think. <laughs> Uh, I, I think as, as the ministry has grown, you know what I mean? Uh, I think automatically, because of the growth of the ministry and the time that it's been yeah. around, um, you've had youth pastors that are transitioning into pastoral positions, that are coming into leadership positions. And of course, it's creating that need for the network to be available to them um, in their churches and how it would function. Um, and uh, I, I mean, in terms of pastors, I, I, I think the biggest issue um, that we've always had, I mean, and, and, it, and it probably still exists, is the vision issue, is the issue of the youth pastor that wants to do a thousand things with his youth ministry, he's passionate, he's on fire, and then you have the pastor who, you know, oversees, you know, and and that clash between that youth pastor and that pastor, being able to see eye to eye, being able to, un- to agree on where the vision of the church should go and, and what should happen. 
So uh, in terms of that, I think Urban Kingdom is just great for bringing the pastor and the youth pastor together and helping them together see where the ministry can go and, and what God could do through the church and through the ministry. And just, uh, uh, you know, can we do a better job? Of course. I mean, it's, right. it's, a, it's an ongoing process. And as I think as we go along, it's going to get better, you know. Um, and uh, I think that was, that was an issue that I've had. You know, uh, in making that transition from youth pastor to pastor now, uh, you know, not all the topics are relevant to me at this point because I'm trying, I'm, I'm functioning somewhere else, and right. so now, now it's like, okay, how do how do I how do we still own this in this transition aspect of, of ministry? How do we still make this something that's that's important, that's something that, right. that that matters, you know? So, uh, and I, I think just for the youth pastors um, that are out there is to try to get their pastors involved, is to try to communicate that. And that's not always the case, you know what I mean? That's not it's always, not always easy. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's always, not always easy, easy. you know. Um, uh, you know, a few years back, I created School of Urban Ministry, and, and we taught that. We, we taught people how, we taught youth pastors and youth leaders how to go and speak to your pastors, you know. Uh, pastors just doesn't, doesn't want to just hear words, and they, you know they want to see what you're talking about. Why do we need to do this? Why is this important? And I think for the most part, sometimes you know um, the passion doesn't have the the, the context, you know, right. to bring out and say, okay, you know, this passion is for a reason, and this is these are the needs in our community, and you know, no pastor will see the needs in his community and say, nah, <laughs> you know, right, right, I don't right, want right. to do that. Right. You know, um, at, at least, you know, no no good pastor, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so yeah, so I, I think it just bring it, it, it creates that, that level, and I, once again, I think it's something that we're going to get better at as yeah. time goes, as time goes on. Um, uh, do I think that something is needed for pastors specifically? Yeah. You know, that, that is my heart. Is that something you guys are addressing? No, I, I don't know. I don't think we've addressed it well, yet, we, but I don't know. I'll we you. transitioned, you know, because one of the last meetings yeah. that we had, we noticed we had more young adult pastors Amen. that came out, or young adult leaders, and it is called Urban Youth Ministry, but it's not to single out or Amen. leave um, young adults out because we know that that's a generation that there's a gap where young adults feel like they're misfits. Right. They're not young enough to stay within youth ministry and they're not old enough or they don't feel old enough to be in the men's ministry, women's ministry, and they're not married to be in married couples ministry. So there's something that we've been looking at on how can we, you know, add, you know, another component to, herb, to the umbrella of urban youth ministry and maybe, you know, incorporate a new young adult ministry within the umbrella of yeah. Urban Kingdom specifically for them. Not that we're <clears throat> not that we're trying to break up the whole Urban Kingdom momentum, but we understand that on every level people need to be ministered on their level, but still keep them together. Yeah, and, right. and I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why the way we bring up these meetings now is, you know, we say youth pastors and leaders or pastors and leaders network um, so that it's clear that we want the leaders of the church to be there. Right. And I think if it's just like in any other thing, if you're not at the meeting, you have no say. Right. Nobody will know your issues. Nobody knows what you need. So this is, a, you know, these meetings that we have, which are every other month, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, and... The next one's coming up soon, right? Well, there's one today in Staten Island. There's one on 
Thursday in Elohim Christian Church in Queens. There's one next Monday. No. Next Tuesday. Next Monday. I'm sorry. No, this Thursday, forgive me. This Thursday of the This Thursday is in Park Slope Christian Tabernacle in Brooklyn. Uh seven o'clock. Next Monday is in Elohim Christian Church in Queens. And then Next Wednesday, the 20th, is in La Segunda Hermosa, uh, in Church in Morris Avenue in the Bronx. So we are obviously growing because before we just had it in one location. It used to be in Manhattan or Brooklyn. Uh, and all leaders from all over the place would come out. But we spread it out because, you know, the word started getting out. So more churches further away started getting involved or getting interest in having, a, a, you know, a need or, or seeking this, this opportunity and this resource. So now it's spread out, you know, uh, God bless Staten Island. That's a big deal because, you know, that they, I'm sure that they deal with a lot. I mean, we were able to be part of an event out there. Right. So, you know, stuff like that is, is a great thing to see. The, it stuff is growing. Manhattan, we're working on it. Right. There are churches in Manhattan that do come out to the other meetings anyway. But uh, naturally, that's such a large network as it is that that's, that's in, the pro in the process right now. Um, but... Specifically, our goal is, again, not to limit it to just youth pastors right. or youth right. presidents yeah. or whoever runs the youth at your church. Right. Um, not just from 13 to 18. We're looking at anyone from the pastor and from the youth pastors and down and leadership under them. Right. So what, what are some important things that you've learned through Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries regarding perhaps the relationship between a youth pastor and a pastor. Yeah, I was because, gonna say that because there's such a big generational gap yeah. sometimes. And there's, Sorry, there, yeah, there's times like uh, you were saying before, you have that one youth pastor that wants to do a hundred million things and the senior pastor just wants to make sure Sunday service goes smooth. <laughs> you know, so there's definitely two different uh, it's the same vision, but the the energy is different that they're that yeah. they're running at. So, you know, what have you guys seen through What's Urban right? Kingdom Youth Ministry? You know, when you get to speak to uh, senior pastors and youth pastors, and how many sets of senior pastor youth pastors actually have attended these meetings? You want to, as a youth pastor, yeah, youth pastor. Guys, picking on me. <laughs> That's why you're in the, in the middle, so kind of. Yeah, I know, right? You sure it ain't the Brooklyn hat? Since you brought it off, I had a little bit to do with it. <laughs> you know, it's every every senior pastor has a vision for youth ministry in their church, and it's and and I feel that it's real important that if you're a youth leader, if you're a youth pastor, that you find out the vision in the heart you know, that the pastor has for that for that youth ministry um, in his church. And then eventually, you know, you want to, what you want to do is support them and back them up 100%. But what I also know is that not every senior pastor has sat in a youth pastor's position. So it's real important that you, that you build that relationship with them because pastor might have a vision and, and because he never sat in a youth pastor's position, you know, you can help him bring that vision out so he can see, you know, that come into fruitation, you know. Right. And one of the good things about it is inviting him out to like an Urban Kingdom meeting or, or an Urban Kingdom event that we do because it gives you a chance to say, hey, Pastor, um, I'm going to an event, a youth event. Um, mm -hmm. I understand your vision. But I want to know if this is something that aligns up, right. that lines up with your vision. And if so, 
um, how how can it how can it you know help us out as a youth ministry within our church, or how can you benefit from something like this within our church? Right. You mm -hmm. know, and I'm I'm thankful for my pastor because he's always supported me on you know whatever endeavors that I want to do within our youth ministry and if he doesn't he'll just let me know and he has a heart for youth ministry and um he has on one occasion come out with me to an event and when I when I see his expression and when I see his heart and and when I see his eyes light up I know that what we're doing is what he wants to see happen in this church but it's real important that you that you really have that relationship with your pastor. You got too many youth pastors that's doing a long range of things. They're, they're in a church and they want to do their own thing, but they forget about the vision of the church and the pastor's vision for youth ministry. So first find out what your youth pastor, I mean what your senior pastor's vision is, and then help him, you know, bring that vision to life. But at the same time, let them know about these events that, that we're doing as Urban Kingdom and ask him to come out to see if it does align up with his vision. And if it does, trust me, he's gonna support you 100% in your endeavors. Now, I, and you did mention that there's, um, there are meetings happening in different places. Mm -hmm. For a pastor that's busy, let's say the Bronx one is next Wednesday, I can't make it, I'm in the Bronx. Would it be wise for me to attend one? Let's say he's in Staten Island, but I, I'm free that day, so I'll go. Is it the same concept idea? Naturally, it's a different location, but you know, yeah, would it make sense, or do I have to wait two months now to go to the next one? No, I think um, the goal of having it spread out is so that, depending on where the person is, because naturally there's some cases where you know a pastor has the church in Manhattan, but they live up in the Bronx, or whatever right. the case may be. Um, the network stays the same as far as the agenda and it's just in different locations for the fact that it's a great way for people to have the resources tangible in that case that they can actually get them so it's okay if you know you live in Staten Island but your church is in Queensbury you're there that day you can get the information that day so yeah. you can definitely go well, to I'm not even meeting. talking about like if you live there I'm just saying if you, if you have no, to I'm be busy on yeah. the day that the Bronx is meeting but my right. church is yeah, Bronx based well, I could go to the Queens when it's I'm not missing anything or getting anything less right. or more by right. doing that you're getting the same information the same in any meeting that you will go to so you're not getting nothing different. The only thing that you might get different is if there's a Bronx event that's going on. There's Gucci Fritos close by. Yeah, <laughs> you got a Staten Island event, but you know, but you're not like canceled out from going to any other right. one because you're not in that borough. And, and to answer your question, let's say your senior pastor can't go to the one in the Bronx. But you find out what is his schedule and when he's free. And if there's one in Staten Island, if there's one in Brooklyn, and he's able to go, take him. That's a good point right. Too. Take him. You right. know? Yeah, that, I mean, that's important. I've, I've been to several meetings, and I've noticed lately more senior pastors are starting to come out. You know, mm -hmm. still maybe sporadic, one or mm -hmm. two, two or three. Um, but I, I think it's really important for all senior pastors. I would even say even if you're not in leadership 100%, but you're interested in knowing what goes on behind the scenes in all these ministries. Right. Go, because you might hear something, a resource that's available that you can bring back to your youth pastor and get him excited about it. Right. Or you can bring back to your senior pastor and say, we're not alone. There's you know, 20, 20 other churches in the basement over there meeting and talking about these good things. On another note, I mean, you might be a pastor um, of a church that doesn't have a youth pastor or a youth right. leader. 
and you're looking to try to get somebody, your somebody from one of the young leaders or one of the adult leaders from your church involved in youth ministry and get them connected, then you could also bring them out to that meeting and get them connected right. into what's happening, so that they can start networking and resourcing. You know, so it works. It works both ways. Okay, we have a question coming in from the chat room. <laughs> What do you do as a youth pastor when you feel God is doing something outside of the norm in the youth and the senior pastor is very traditional and set in his or her ways? Why are y'all looking at each other? Everybody looking at each other. Everybody looking at each other. It's not, it's not going to be me. So, so you're the radical youth pastor and your and your pastor's like, nope, you know, this is what we do. Yeah, you well, I can do it. I mean, you. No, we, 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 we both can do it. If you want to start, then I can finish. Somebody got to ask the question. Huh? I can be back. Okay, look, look. I was saying. <laughs> I've, uh, before I came to the Bronx, I was a youth pastor at another church, and the, youth, and the pastor was very traditional. But again, I have to emphasize and I have to stress, you're not there to do your own ministry. Are you listening? You're not there to do your own, your, your own ministry. You're there to support the senior pastor in his vision. Right. So maybe you might have some ideas and maybe you might be a radical. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, make sure that you get your pastor's approval and you build that relationship first. If you don't have communication and you don't build that relationship with your senior pastor, then everything that you might want to do might seem like it's too radical and you're stepping out of the box. But if you can build a relationship with your pastor and, and you can understand his heart and then he can understand your heart, chances are you guys will mesh together and then he'll give you the room to be able to do what you want to do. But you have to remember, you're not there for your ministry. You're there to support his ministry and it's his youth ministry because you belong to the church. If you're a full-time youth pastor, you work for that church. So you work for that youth ministry and you work for that pastor. So get a relationship with him, build that communication, and I guarantee you, when, when, when you know his heart and he knows your heart, things will begin to flow. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just see, you know, and I, I definitely recognize the question you know, um, I think I asked it many times in, in my walk, you know, as a youth pastor, as a youth leader. Uh, I worked with a lot of pastors when I was the Bronx section of youth rep of the Assemblies of God. And there was a lot of uh, pastors that we had to move and we had to, to work with. Um, if I give, I don't know if it's a youth pastor, youth leader asking the question, but in, in, if I give you any advice is, uh, you know, is number one is submit. You know, submit, submit, submit to the process. Submit to the to, to what's going on. Um, there's a right way to do things, and there's a wrong way. You know, and sometimes our passion gets the best of us. We can get real crazy. Right. We get, oh my God, nobody listens to me, or you can't see what I see. Oh my God, you know, you guys are old. You can, you know, and and that passion can get the best of us. Where all of a sudden we cut our own leg, our own legs off because mm. uh, you know we're not we're not using wisdom. In, in what in what we're doing you know um, if I can give you any advice is is you know first develop your vision you know where it's not just words and it's not just energy where it's a structure where it can be seen where it can be visible develop the vision develop your plan you know um, and recruit 
adult leaders from your church. You know, there's nothing that'll get your pastor's attention faster than having two people from the official board behind you on what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, having them on board with, man, listen, this guy shared his vision. He showed us this plan. He showed it, and we're behind that. How can the church move behind that? All of a sudden now, you know, he has no other choice but to pay attention. I know it's not always that easy. Doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna agree. Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right, at least he'll pay attention. It's not always that easy. It's not always, you know, uh, uh, that simple, you know, um, but you know, God brought you to that church for a reason. And you're there and you, you got that position because the pastor gave it to you, you know, right. or the leadership gave it to you and he's trusting you with that position. So honor that, be faithful, you know, in this season and in due time, God will lift you up, but you got to submit for a while and gain, you know, you have to gain influence and you have to gain respect in order to be heard, you know, and sometimes we prematurely move forward and, and then we get caught because, you know, uh, you know, we're so anxious to see something that we haven't gained the necessary, you know, reputation, you know, you got to bear fruit, right? When you right, bear right. fruit. And, 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 and people see your ministry, I promise you, your church will be your greatest, your greatest supporters. They'll get behind you 110%. If they believe in you as a leader and they believe in your ministry, they'll get behind you and they'll follow you. you and, know? and you know what I noticed? I noticed that sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, what we feel might be in opposition is sometimes our senior pastor sees things in us that we don't necessarily don't see about ourselves. Amen. You know, and, and maybe there's times I mean, maybe there's areas that we still need to mature in before, you know, the pastor actually let go of some of the reins and allow us to go out and, you know, just run a little bit, mm. you know. But like um, Pastor Cruz says, you need to establish that relationship and just submit under authority. As long as you submit under authority, I believe that in due time, like he said, God eventually will give you the wings, you know, I mean, the room to spread your wings and be able to try out certain things with his approval. Amen. But again, like you said, Pastor Cruz, you have to gain his trust. Amen. You're there for a reason. God brought you there for a reason. So the desires and the visions that you do have is, is, not, there, is not to go to waste. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 if, if it's a prophetic call that was on your life, uh, 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 you know, if it was a word that God spoken on your life, can't die. You know, so God has you there in place for a reason. But first... We gotta learn how to submit and humble Amen. ourselves. And then when the pastor begins to see that, then the pastor eventually give us the room to go ahead and do more things. Amen. Amen. That sounds great. You know, we have a lot of information that we wanna to share tonight. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually pay our bills, right? That's what we said we're gonna do. We're gonna pay our bills. Uh, you guys know Grateful Apparel has been a great supporter of Rap Fest Radio and Rap Fest Ministry and many of the other ministries. Uh, God Over Money with Bizzle, uh, Andy Minio's first was well, second shirt, whatever it was. Benja, I'm on fire for Raw Servant. So many other ministries and we're excited because he's part of what we do as well. So we want to show you this video that'll explain a little bit about why Ray from Grateful Apparel is grateful in a video simply titled, Raymond hey. is grateful. And we're gonna come right back. We wanna start talking about Rap Fest. Amen. Oh yes. yeah, check it out. Yeah, I remember this one time I walked into my cousin's first home and I was young. 
The feeling I had was like I could never ever achieve buying a house. Looking back, it's crazy because I didn't know anything about whether I could buy a home or I couldn't buy a home back then. It was just something that was instilled in me that made me feel like I wasn't worthy to buy a home or buy anything. I thought I wasn't worthy of achieving anything. I thought my life would be a struggle. I didn't think I could ever achieve anything but what I had. You know, the street, you know, my friends across the street and 93rd Street and Northern Boulevard was my life. I'm grateful for my experiences because now I see things differently and I want to reach out to those guys who might feel like that today still. Because there's grown men who might feel they're not worthy still. My name's Raymond and I am grateful. Grateful Apparel is geared toward helping those in need. We want to thank you for partnering with us in keeping the 360 house doors open. Your purchase goes a long way, and we are grateful. Trust God, clean house, help others. Grateful. Definitely check out gratefulapparel.com. As you saw at the end there, they have a great ministry called the 360 House where they support uh, men that are coming off of addictions, coming off of alcoholism, anything, issues, you know, being homeless. They support men. There's a guideline that they have. They follow strict rules to make sure that men get themselves back into shape, back on to, you know, independent living and focused and, you know, at the the great part about grateful apparel is that when you buy a product from them you're sewing into that ministry to help keep right. men off the street uh focused and you know back into their homes with their families you know more mm -hmm. understanding of what they need to do as a man so definitely support out gratefulapparel.com very good very good i work for them too <laughs> yo me too i wear it all the time <laughs> but, um, yeah so so we're we're really excited naturally for, for grateful apparel but um this year rap fest celebrates its 20th year yeah. of ministry wow. uh it's it hasn't been easy all the time nope actually it hasn't been easy ever <laughs> but uh we're, we're excited and this year we're partnering up with New Birth Amen. New York, Amen. you know, and, <laughs> and it kind of goes full circle for me because we're coming back to my neighborhood where Amen. I was raised, Amen. you know, or one of the many neighborhoods I was raised, but I was there for a long time. Uh, on East 180th Street and between Daly and Vice, Vidalia Park. Yeah. Um, but I want Pastor Jose to tell us a little bit about that area there because you you've ministered in that area for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you could you could give us a good breakdown so people could know why it's important for us to be in that neighborhood. Amen. Um, um, that area of Dolly Park, um, <clears throat> we started there. We started the church there actually in a community center um, about f four years ago. Um, and uh, we started with about six people in the basement of a building, which um, was a really small community center. Probably, uh, I don't even think it was the size of this room, maybe the size of their room. Um, and uh, the need there uh, is it, just great, you know. 
Um, I think the biggest the biggest thing that we found in that community was just the hunger and the thirst for something. You know, people people were they're looking for something they don't know what, and and that's been our experience wherever we go. Um, and uh, you know, for the most part, there's there's a lot of ministries in the area. But unfortunately, a lot of ministries don't do outreach. They don't. They don't go out into their community. They don't, and the community doesn't see them. You know, uh, and they, they don't. They don't touch the need. Um, and what we found was in being, you know, in that community, being involved, you know, with them, you know, literally, was that um, there's, there's just a constant hunger and thirst for God. And um, and for the most part, they didn't know. They, they didn't even know that that was what they were looking for. Mm. You know, um, I remember one night. I think it was about, it's probably about 8 o'clock at night, we took the whole church and we just went out there to do night evangelism. And uh, night evangelism for us is simply, we just go out and we pray for people, that's it. We're not, we don't have an agenda, we're not trying to get you to come to the church, we're not trying, we just want to go out and we want you to know that, you know, the Lord loves you. And basically, you know, uh, <laughs> I remember we got there and uh, the the drug corner where, where all the drug dealing takes place when we got there nobody was there yet so we got out and you know um and the dudes from my church everybody walked out their cars and we're setting up a table and all of a sudden we started attracting a lot of commotion because everybody's looking like oh who are these dudes who they think they are right. coming in you know we all had our bubble jackets we all look real ghetto <laughs> <laughs> so that these dudes are moving in you know? <laughs> with a table yeah yeah with a table you know so we got out our car and you know everybody got out at the same time so it caused a lot of commotion you know and every you know we could see people looking at us and as we were setting up, you know, we pull out the sign, you know, free prayer. <laughs> and they were like, oh, okay, you know. Um, but, you know, we praise God because that day we prayed. We, we prayed for so many people, you know. And uh, even, the, even the dealers in the area received the prayer. Right. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, and we, we just saw. And, I mean, one thing, you know, and we, offered, we were offering free hot chocolate and the prayer. Nice. You know, and it was surprising to see how many people didn't care about what we had they just wanted to be prayed for yeah i mean part of the part of the issue with with, with street ministry like one of the things my wife and i love about it is when you start to speak to somebody and they start to spill their guts yeah yeah and basically it's like nobody's ever asked me before yeah you know this exactly. is this is the kind of vibe you get from them like i can't believe you're asking me this you know we've had we've had experiences uh, even at one of the parks where we did uh at kelly park the yeah. first time and we went for the prayer walk. It was a small group. It wasn't with God Belows in my city. We were just walking around praying for people the week before Rap Fest. And we bump into two guys on the bench to find out it was a father and son, both strung out. Wow. And then it, it turns out that they had a religious background. And, you know, yeah. we started praying with them. But I wonder how many people have passed by them and never even spoke a word, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And they didn't kick us out. They didn't say, you know, get away from here. What are you guys doing? You're messing me up, you know. They were willing to speak, and some people just start to cry, and, and mm -hmm. they tell. Sometimes they tell you too much stuff, like no, I don't need to know all of that. Yeah. I just want to pray for you. But most of the times, because we don't ask. Yeah. You know, we pass by people every day, and don't don't say a word, don't do anything. You know, some people you need to have the right shirt on to say something. You yeah. need to be at the right event. You need to have the right amount of people mm -hmm. to then profess the gospel. You know, but we're supposed to be doing this on a regular. You know, so I, I'm really excited about going back, you know, to 180th Street. They're ready. They're ready. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say they're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it more challenging, you know, yeah. makes you step your game up even more. Yeah. But we're, we're definitely coming to look, you know, 
to do battle against the enemy and, and claim back, you know, what's his. You know, I, I, I still have family that lives in that area, yeah. you know, right across the street from the park. Yeah. You know, so it's going to it's gonna be very interesting for me. I'm sure I'm going to see a lot of familiar faces. Some yeah. may be like, nah, that's not yeah. Bert. Others will be like, oh, snap, that's Bert. Yeah. And I was like, what? Bert? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. so it, it's, it's going to be very interesting, you know, to be there. But the most important part is that we get to spread the gospel to another another neighborhood. Amen. You know, and one of the reasons why we're partnering with, with New Birth Church, because we know that they have a, a passion for the streets. You know, and for us, it was like a match made in heaven. Yeah. You know, and they already had the relationship with the community. And we're open. And I say this every year. If you guys want to partner with us for Rap Fest for a future event, hit us up. Let, let's talk about it. We'll try to make something happen, you know. Um, but it just made so much sense to you know yeah. to do with new birth and we were able to be part of uh some events that you've done in the park yeah, and we've seen the reception i remember that one time i was freestyling yeah, there. Was, and there was that, that was, one lady that was <laughs> yeah but it was scary because yeah. it was that one lady that was standing there that i remember her yeah. being in that same exact situation yeah. when i was a teenager yeah and i saw it I'm like but that just it just makes it all a reality like Amen. there are people that are mm -hmm. stuck yeah. You know, and that's what we're coming for. Amen. We're coming to unstick them, you know, exactly. and, and set them free and, and, and make sure that they they know that there's hope, Amen. that there is a way out. You don't have to be stuck here. I'm not saying stuck in a ghetto, stuck in urban living. Just you don't have to be stuck in your situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, because the same thing happens on 180th Street could happen in Beverly Hills, could happen in Hollywood, could ha happen anywhere. Yeah. You know, so we want to make sure that we bring out um, our people and, and, and minister as much as possible there. And going in that theme of outreach, there's a question that says, as a youth pastor, how can you get your youth excited about doing outreach? Just do it. Take you know, them wow. you know, there's, you know, there's no, you know, you can sit through a hundred conferences and you can do, and you're still not going to be ready, you know? Um, you know, every time I go out, I get butterflies, you know what I mean, in my stomach, you know, or every time I come out, I mean, just last week, the whole week we canceled service. We were doing outreach the whole week um, to prepare for the, you know, coming into this new community center. And there's no, there's no real blueprint for it, man. You just got to go out and do it, you know. Um, I, I'm not a fan of tracks. I, I, I don't think, you know, I think, I, I don't think they work, you know. Yeah. I, I think people want to connect, you know. People want somebody to, to, to show that they have time to sow into them. And, you know, and I'll tell you, man, even to, even now, you know, when we go out, you know, at the beginning, everybody's just looking at each other like, what's up? And, you know, it's always on me, you know, it's, it's like, it's, you, know I, you know, let's go, you know, and it's always that first person, you, you get that first person to stop and you get to pray for him. And it's like a chain reaction. Like the it's motor like, turns on. Yeah, it's yeah. like once you get that one person, and I mean, it happens to me every single time we go out and the, i don't know if this person is a youth pastor or not but when i did this this hap this all this happened to me probably about five six years ago when i you know when when uh the revel was was birthing for the first time and you know and i remembered my dad man back when i was a kid and my older brother, you know, when they used to go out at 12 midnight to Hunts Point to do night night evangelism. Wow. And they used to go pray for the prostitutes and they would take sandwiches for the homeless people. And that's when Hunts Point was. Hunts yeah, Point. Great. Yeah, great. <laughs> you didn't go to Hunts Point at night right, at that right. time. It's beautiful you know? now. But it was that seed. It was that seed that was still alive inside of me, you know. And 
when my, my opportunity came to do ministry, you know, that's where God was leading me again. And I remember going to 3rd Avenue on 149th Street with my wife, my kids, and a bunch of youth leaders from different churches. And when we got there, they had no idea, they had never evangelized before. And they didn't know what to do, they didn't know what to say, you know, and these were youth pastors, these were youth leaders, these were sons of officials, you know, um, they were out there. And here I was, I brought them all out here, and I was like, I don't know what to do either. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh my God, you know. And I remember being out there, and I had my wife and I had my kids. My kids were real small at that time, you know, I think one was like seven. The other one was like, you know, uh, five or six, you know. And we were out there, and it started to rain. And it started to pour and to pour and to pour. And I remember I got under uh, one of those neon signs from oh, one of the stores, you know, just to block myself from the rain. And I was there with my kids. And we had the, the promotional cards for the event that we were doing at St. Mary's Park that day. And I remember my kids ran out. They just ran out into the rain. And while it was raining, they just started giving. And they were, they were small, you know. And I remember I saw them and I started to cry, man. I mean... I just started to bawl and I started to cry and I repented, man. I gave my life to Christ right there, you know, and I said, Lord, forgive me because I forgot what it was about, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I got so, the altar was easy to, it, the altar, that's easy for me. I can right. get behind the altar, I can preach my, I can preach my life out, <laughs> you know, I get into a church, you put me behind, I can do that. But when I was out there and I saw, I saw my kids, you know, believe in this you know right. and they were just they were so small you know and I remember I started to cry under that sign and I started to pray and I said Lord forgive me I said Lord just give me back my first love just give it back to me man and I remember my fire ignited again and I came out of that sign I came out from that sign and in, in the rain we got soaking wet my kids could have gotten sick they could have done but I, I believe God nothing happened to them I've taken my kids I'm taking my kids, you don't know where I put my kids, you know, in the situation oh, I put my kids in, you know, uh, you know, uh, and you know, I've been on Arthur Park on 3rd Avenue in Trima at 8, 9 o'clock at night with my kids, you know, evangelizing, you know. Um, and people say, oh my God, that's crazy. You know, but what are we here for? Right. Yeah, we, legacy you want to leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, for your kids. Well, we were, we were doing street ministry pretty heavy during the, the time we were working with the storytellers and Nikki Cruz. And we were going with baby bags, stroller, another one in the car seat. And we would go to different neighborhoods. We went to one neighborhood, there was going to be a shootout. We were setting up to do like a small <laughs> concert, impromptu concert in front of a store. You know, we just go inside, hey, you don't mind, we're going to do a quick concert there. You're going to get a lot of business. People are going to come, you know. Yeah. Say, sure. And while we're setting up, this guy pulls out a gun ready to shoot. My kids were all, we were all there. Yeah. You know, we parked on the drug dealer's corners. <laughs> and they're looking at us like, yo, you're messing up business. Like, well, we won't be long. You know, we won't be long. And just to find them watching from across the street and people going over and praying oh, for man. them. But it's so important that we don't forget why we're here. You know, it's great to have a big church, a beautiful church, a exactly. lot of ministries and events and T-shirts and lights and shows and all that stuff. But if we're not reaching those that are in exactly. need, we I think we missed the point. Amen. You know, we can't be the church behind the four walls. I think, you know, the, the church building is a gas station. Mm -hmm. And once you get the gas, go out there and drive. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think it's, it's important. And we're, we're looking forward to Rap Fest this year, August 10th at Vidalia Park, East exactly. 180th Street between Daly and Vice. It's a it's a huge park. There's a handball course. There's basketball, basketball course. course. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there. The neighborhood is 
semi-tough still yeah, yeah. you know uh i've mentioned before that it's it's a neighborhood where hip-hop was big like you got the cold course brothers imperial brothers uh uh, Raheem and those guys from Grandmaster Flash in the Bronx River Park right down there. That's where are all back and forth. The yeah, mate, yeah. 129. Yeah, I spent yeah. a lot of bad years there. You know, that was We're actually a black there now, yeah. Yeah, that's where all the bad, you know, we used to jump into that, oh, yeah, that, that pool. pool yeah, that pool, that pool. But we were kids. We didn't know. We used to go in at yeah. night, jump the gate, and go night swimming, you yeah. know. But what do you do? I yeah. mean, that's, that's, the, that's what you do for a living, right? You, <laughs> you just hang out and be a knucklehead. No, yeah. no, don't, don't do that for a living. Don't do, <laughs> do not do this at home. You can, Parents, you could pause at this point. <laughs> um, but you know what? What I'm saying is, we need to hit the streets. Amen. You know, and sometimes we need to hit the streets within the church. What I mean, you have visitors coming in. Don't ignore them. Mm-hmm. You know, don't assume that because they walked in, they already know the gospel. Yeah. Don't assume because they walked in, they came in saying, "I want Christ." They could have been invited. They could have been threatened to get there. You don't know what it is. They it. You know, and sometimes just God leading them to be there. We had a worship team rehearsal a couple of weeks back, and some lady out of nowhere, she, she's at the back door, she's screaming. We didn't know what she was screaming when we stopped. She says, God brought me here. God brought me here. Your singing brought me here. She was talking to your brother, to Ephraim. Said, your singing brought me here. That's a good thing. And she stayed in the back. She had a little doggy and everything. Yeah. And Alice and another one of our leaders went and prayed for her. She wanted yeah. to give her life to the Lord. But we never know who that person is that's walking in. Amen. So even when we're at Rap Fest, Christians, yes, I want you to applaud for your favorite artists that are up there ministering, but don't forget who's next to you that might not know who these guys are. Yeah. You know, that that's just debate. We'll get the people there and then you guys do your work, you know. So we're excited. Do we have anything else? We're like running at this time. Uh, I mean just just answer that youth pastor real quick that was asking about his young his, his young people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, really, man, like I said, there's no blueprint. Just go out there, do it. Uh, just just love, you know. Don't don't have an agenda. Don't, you know, just go out there and just, you know, just just share love. Just pray for somebody, you know. Uh, you know, don't be as worried about preaching the gospel as being the light and, and just showing mm-hmm. love and mercy. Sometimes we get caught up. I got to preach. I got to say something. I got to convert you. No, that's the job of the spirit, man. You just go out there and you go hug somebody. Right. You know, you, you go let somebody know, listen, I just, I just want to pray for you and your family. You got, you have a beautiful family. Just, Can just I? walk up and pray. That's, that's how I do it. That's how it's done. You just that's walk good. up and you'll be surprised how many people will stop and get the prayer, you know? Um, and I think sometimes we just want to be heard and we miss the point. You know, don't go out there to preach with your life, not with your words, you know? Right, right. Just leave love. the microphone home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, leave the Jesus preaching for your youth ministry. Leave that for your church. <laughs> Just go out there and love on people and, and give them what you have and, and lay it all out there. And, and, man, I promise you, once you do the first one, you'll never go. You, you're going to want to do it every week. <laughs> yeah, and... and- just know that not everybody wants to hear what you got to say. Yeah. So don't be discouraged. You know, we, we taught our kids how to pick up tracks that they give out. You know, yeah. we used to do right there on Tremont as well, right? By, between Mapes and Cretona. Mm-hmm. Right? And between, yeah, Mapes and Cretona or Mapes and Clinton, one of those. We used to go up and down, stand there in the corner, give out tracks. And afterwards, we used to tell the kids, okay, on the way back, remember, if you see a track that was thrown away but looks good, we could re- you could use that again, <laughs> you know? But I taught them that it's okay. Not everybody wants to hear what you have to say. But everybody needs it, Amen. Yeah. you know. So we wouldn't we wouldn't deny them. We, you can't judge them as they come to you and say, I, 
think you need this. Yeah, you might read this. Like, are you going to throw this out? No, just do it anyway. Amen. You know, God will honor the fact that you did it. Whatever they do with it afterwards, I mean, that's on them. But, you Amen. you know, all we could pray is that God will impact them in that one action. And I think even, like, for that youth pass as far as evangelism goes, <clears throat> I think take your youth out. Yeah. Just take them out. Yeah, yeah. They will never be the same. I yeah. guarantee yeah, yeah, you. Never. They will never, ever be the same. Just take them out. It's, you don't have to do a 13 week course. You don't yeah, have to yeah, do, yeah. you know, just go with your youth. Make sure that you're standing with them, you're guiding them. Make sure that you're, you're surrounding them and just take them. Just take them. They'll experience things that you can't teach within the four That's walls it. of the church. Right. You know, you gotta take them out and, and let them experience it and let them get a hunger for themselves of of what God is and who God is and how they can share God and the reality of who God is in them and how it affects other people is going to create and stir a fire within them that is going to give them a greater hunger to know this God greater because they're going to see the effect that they have when they start preaching or praying in their simple language in their way they're going to see the effect of what they've learned and what they Praise know. God. And it'll ignite a fire in them and a hunger to know more of God, not to bottle it up, but to go out and speak and pour it out more. Amen. So Amen. it becomes a whole different cycle, and you'll see the fire ignite in your youth. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. And yeah, yeah, she did say you don't have to take a 13 week course, but, but we encourage it. Training. But she does have a point. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to wait to, you know, this is not like one of those that you have to get a degree before you have a practice. Yeah. This is practice what you preach. You know? Exactly. This is what you believe. Go and tell people. Your graduation will come at the end. Right. You know, right. you just go out and do just it. Be you human. Know? It's, it's on the job training. It's yeah, on the yeah. job training. We were called to do this. In scripture, it tells you. Training. I mean, yeah. they didn't go through a 13 week program. Jesus took them, said, come and follow me. I'm just going to show you how to fish men. Do what I do. Yeah, yeah, but they were hanging out with the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, they had better a, than a 13-week program. Well, read your Bible. They that's still, that's they still went that's in. Your read your Bible. <laughs> they still yeah. went in. I don't know what they were going to do. For the next 13 weeks, read your Bible. <laughs> <laughs> then sign up for Acts next training coming up. Let me tell you something. You want to go evangelize? There's three simple words you that's need it. to know. God is love. love. Amen. That's it. Amen. You'd be it's surprised how effective oh, and you. how healing those That's words you. are to some people. And if I can piggyback on, on what she's saying, in taking them out, you're going to see where where your youth, what, where they lack. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's going to then help you be able to go back. Not only that, I think you're going to see where you lack. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and where your strength is because, let, let's be real, and I know we're going over our time, but just bear with us, please. Many times, a leader won't exercise a certain activity or function because they're not ready. Yeah. But all the rest of the people are. Yeah. There could be, in a youth group, there could be, you know, let's say there's 38 youth, 16 of them are dying to go to the street. But because a little over the majority aren't, yeah. you kind of like lean on that and you're like, maybe we're not ready yet. When we're more than half ready, we'll go. But you have to go yeah. because those 16 can inspire the other 18 or whatever exactly. it is that's left. I don't know the math off the top of my head, but, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, they can they can inspire them and, and they'll come out and they'll do it, you know. But I think many times a leader's 
own insecurity will stop them from taking that step, from pushing that group into yeah. the next level. Whether even a worship team, you want to do new songs, but I'm not ready for new songs, so nobody's doing them. Yeah. You know, you got to take that next step. You got to you got to push a little further and and inspire your young people, your your whoever's on your young adults, your men's ministry, women's ministry, to go out and do because right. yeah, the the whole church. You just have to go out and do. And again. Even within the four walls of the church, it's something I've learned in a sanctuary so much now. We get so many visitors coming in, and mm -hmm. a lot of them are unchurched folk. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. we haven't hit the streets yet. You know, and I'll be honest, we were ordained as outreach ministry uh, leaders at, at the church, and most of our outreach has been right there in the mm -hmm. church. Like we haven't, we had like every time we try to get outside, something happens inside. Yeah. You know, because we start meeting new people. You know, we haven't passed the sidewalk yet. I don't think I passed the sidewalk yet on that block. Mm -hmm. And as we've been there for for a couple of years now and just there's so much to do right within, mm -hmm. you know, so that we can inspire these guys. But what's cool about it, last year at Rapfest, who were part of the helpers? A lot of those new people that were just coming into the yeah. church. So now they're helping us to witness to others. You know, so it's like a training ground for them to get ready exactly. and go out mm -hmm. and encourage them. And again, let's recap the whole show. Urban Kingdom Youth Ministries, they're available. They have resources. Look them up. We've had their Facebook page up all night. Uh, you could hit them up at contactunique at gmail.com. Eli is part of that organization. So he'll be able to send you any information you want and, you know, dates of where they're meeting and what resources. The best way to find out what's available is come to one of the meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not like a, a boring meeting. It's actually kind of fun. There's usually some pizza or something there. You know, that's what I go for. I don't know. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, but there's always some, you know, Someone speaks a, a, a special uh, message for the night, and, and you really definitely do get to connect with a lot of different ministries. I, I've met a couple of ministries there that I've heard of and never really met before, and I was able to meet them during these these uh, these gatherings. You know, so we encourage you to look them up on Facebook, hit them up on email. If you don't know if you belong there or not, you know what? Go and then find out. You know, that's that's the best way I think I can put it. You know, and if you think you don't need it, you got it all together, then come so you can share. Because then that means you have something that you can offer to other leaders. You know, there's always a, a space for everybody in yep. these meetings. Um, and it's not just for youth. It's for youth, young adults, pastors. adults, you know, senior pastors. Those people that are looking to get involved in ministry, at, you know, to work with groups like the youth right. or, or young adults. Right. We encourage you to come out and, and test it. Maybe maybe you'll see something and say, that's definitely what I want to do. It's like, no way, I'm not ready for this. Right. You know, if, if that's part of God's confirmation of your calling, then amen, you know. Go through the the steps. Rap Fest 2013, August 10th is the 20th anniversary. We are asking you to please go to rapfestinc.com or rapfestradio.com, <laughs> rapfestradio.com or rapfestinc.com or holyculture.net/rapfest2013 and put your submission in for Rapfest. The deadline is April 30th. Yes. Uh, it's our 20th anniversary. We're looking to have a blast. Jose, you put your submission in already? Yes. Yes. I think, yes. You think? <laughs> oh, no. She put me at I'm scared. I'm scared. I am really scared. Trust me. But uh, yeah, we encourage you, please, uh, send in your submissions so that way we make sure yeah. we have everything ahead of time, and we, you know, the committee that can make a, a good decision of the groups and ministries that are going to be here. We're excited. We have a couple of things in the works for Rap Fest, and we're just hoping that we'll be able to share some more solid information with you within the next couple of weeks. 
But we just ask you, if anything, keep us in prayer. Yes. Keep us in prayer. If you want to get involved, you want to sponsor, you got a million dollar check with no name on it, <laughs> we'll tell you how to spell it. It's just easy. Write it out to E L I E S. No, for real. If you want to get involved, sponsors, whatever, you know, anything you want to do to help, yes. let us know. Any any little bit of help you want to offer, we're willing to take it because we're from the boogie down. That's how we roll. Uh, Pastor Jose, Pastor Jesus, thank you so much for coming out for Rap Fest Radio. Pastor Urban Jesus. Kingdom. Pastor Jesus. Pastor Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> like we should have to enjoy the choir call. I got to fix this before I go because then like, the address of my church oh. is 2007 Mapes Avenue. 2007 <laughs> Mapes Avenue. Yeah, Mary Mitchell oh. Community Center. We'll be there Fridays, 7 o'clock, Sundays, oh, 3 o'clock. Come through. Sundays, 3 o'clock. So no, Sundays, 11 o'clock. Sundays at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, so in the summertime, you can leave early go to Mapes That's Pool. That's it. Go to Mapes Pool. <laughs> Climb the gate, go swimming. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. You didn't hear that here. But uh, again, thank you guys so much. Don't forget, you can tune in next week. Rapfest Radio, rapfestradio.com from 8 to 9 p.m. Yes. right here. We'll be here again with another live show. We're going to leave you with this video by featuring Christian Gray and Dre Murray. It's called Long Way Down. Peace. Yes. multiplies my eyes my eyes he reached down and grabbed the mud i cried i cried when i understood his love then my crying turned to laughter and i realized soon after that the fear and pose was just a pose you were not a factor but an actor at the final scene you won't be around you and death won't make a sound it's a long way 